You know, some people enjoy composing their own music, chord by chord, and others are happiest when they come across that one perfect song. Work is not a lot different than that. Whether you prefer building your own workflow or using a pre-made template, with Monday.com, you and the team can work in a way that's comfortable for everyone. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com and build your own amazing workflow or find an awesome template. No judgment. Election College, Episode 85, Stinkin' Filthy Rich Presidents, Part 2. Let's throw a political party. Face it, the political scene sucks, but did it always? It's time for Election College, and class is in session. Now... Your hosts, Jason Goff and Ben Smith. <laughs> so, Jason, uh, these presidents we're talking about, we talked about it in the last episode. If you didn't listen to the last episode, go back and listen to it, and you'll know that my intro was a bit of a joke because they were not stinking filthy rich presidents. But there are some presidents who had a substantial amount of wealth and, and others who did not. Yeah, it seemed very in vogue at the beginning of our nation's history to have the rich kids at the top. And then as we are in the later part of the 19th century, it's like, what? You're making money? Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, we are going to pick up on the 23rd president, Benjamin Harrison, Uh Harrison, like, doesn't have a whole lot of inheritance like a lot of the other presidents did. His wife, you know, some of the other presidents, like, didn't have an inheritance, but their wife, their family was wealthy. Nope, not Ben Harrison's wife. She's also not real wealthy. So uh, he goes into work for himself. He's an attorney for 18 years. He is an attorney for the Republic of Venezuela, of all places in the world. Yeah, I know. Man. And he ends up being worth about $5 million, 2015 dollars. Yeah, and I like to think that that house that he had, and it's still there, I think. Yeah, I've driven past it in Indianapolis. I mean, that's got to be worth at least $5 million. But I guess at the time, yeah, Indianapolis probably wasn't as easy as it is now to get to. Well, everybody knows Indianapolis is built around Benjamin Harrison's home. So, yeah, oh. yeah see I just dropped that knowledge. We're going to have people like, are you serious? That's not true. <laughs> no, that is not true. Ladies and gentlemen, Indianapolis was there before. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what about William McKinley, Jason? Oh, man. You know, William McKinley, the more I learn about this guy, the more I like him. Just because of the way he really loved his wife. Remember that? I His do wife that. was having the seizures and so on, mm-hmm. and he really stuck there by him. And here he's wanting the guy who assassinates him to get off easy and, and so on. But uh, William McKinley, no significant inheritance. Yeah, and nowadays we're like, yeah, well, I'm not going to have an inheritance. Well, you don't live in the 1700s and 1800s. Uh, generational wealth is a huge thing, and you know everybody passes down money to their family if they have any money. So... It's pretty. It's a pretty big statement to say that they have no inheritance from their family. Um, McKinley was in public office for thirty years. 
He was a member of the House of Representatives. And then he's governor of Ohio, trucking along, and depression hits, and he goes bankrupt. And so, I mean, you know, it doesn't turn out great for William McKinley in his uh, personal pocketbook, but he's an all right guy. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. Can you imagine a governor in this day and age going bankrupt while in office? I can imagine their state going bankrupt while they're in office. (laughs) (laughs) Or being morally bankrupt, but (laughs) financially... It doesn't happen, yeah. Yeah, it's because they actually accepted the friend request of a random financial planner on LinkedIn. There you go. Speaking of LinkedIn, (laughs) the next president, uh, actually it has nothing to do with LinkedIn, but uh, Theodore Roosevelt, our good man president, he was actually born into a prominent and wealthy family. Yeah, um, he got a really big trust fund. Um, he this kind of one of the first presidents that we really see take a gigantic inheritance and be criticized for it. I do remember reading some about that because he did this ranching venture and it was in the Dakotas. And you know, once again, if there weren't two Dakotas named North and South, I would forget they existed. But uh, he lost a bunch of money on it. And then he was an author for a while, but not a very good one. He barely kept the bills paid. Yeah, and so most of his adult years, he's spending serving the country. He does have a 235-acre estate called Sagamore Hill, and it's there to this day, and it sits on some of the most valuable real estate on Long Island. We should go see it. I know. Maybe we should. You know what? I'm sure he has some descendants that would love to have us over. Yeah, if you guys know anybody... Uh, give them our number or something. Yeah. Have them tweet us. Yeah, sounds good. Hey, speaking of people who are nearby, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, nearby to me at least, because I'm a stone's throw away from Cincinnati, Uh, Cincinnati's own William Howard Taft. His dad was a law partner of Rutherford B. Hayes. And Taft was actually the president of the American Bar Association, and he was an active attorney for nearly two decades. And get this, you know this, you listen to Election College, he's the only president to have served on the U.S. Supreme Court. Three million bucks for William Howard Taft. Hey, did we mention how much Teddy Roosevelt was worth? I don't remember. Oh, don't call him Teddy, I'm sorry. Uh, I don't know if we did or not, but it was about $125 million, so... Just in rel- in, in relativity to all of these other presidents who were like a million, less than a million, five million, one hundred twenty-five is a pretty substantial jump there. So okay, onward to which Woodward. is kind of funny. It's kind of funny though because when I think of Theodore Roosevelt, sometimes I think of camping. Yeah. And when I think of camping, I think of poor. But actually, you got to be pretty well to do to camp and do it right. That's true. Yeah, I uh, my buddy went on a camping trip this past weekend, and I was looking at some of his gear. And, uh, wow, I don't, Cabela's is making out. I know. Well, it reminds me of that episode of Parks and Rec. Have you seen that? Yes. Where they go camping and Tom uh-huh. is like <laughs> Sky Mall. <Yeah. laughs> oh, man. Hope that's not too much of an inside joke, guys. Yeah, go watch Parks and Rec if it is. I don't remember what episodes, so just watch them all. You'll be fine. Yeah. 
Woodrow Wilson, our 28th president, uh, worth less than a million dollars in 2015 money. Uh, he was the head of Princeton, if you remember. We talked about that in the episode we did covering him. He was also the governor of New Jersey. And he never really got a great compensation for anything. Uh, he became president, and then he had a stroke in office, and then passed away five years later. So, uh, yeah, he didn't die penniless, but he certainly wasn't wealthy. Yeah, and Harding comes around, so we're back to having a Republican. He's actually not worth that much financially either. <laughs> Only a million dollars. And uh, now he did obtain some wealth through his marriage to his wife, um, Mabel. Is it Mabel? Mabel. Yeah. I just totally butchered her name. Mabel. <laughs> <laughs> you don't hear of too many girls being named Mabel anymore. No, we should bring that back. Yeah. And maybe pronounce it Mabel. Yeah. There you go. So anyway, <laughs> she was the daughter of a prominent banker. Yeah, so he uh he did own the Marion Daily Star and he had a home in Marion, Ohio. And really that's where most of his money came from was the newspaper and the business that went along with that. Of course you always make a little bit of money in uh the presidency, but you know, that didn't really pan out as well for Harding as it did for some others. Oh man, he was probably really upset when the internet was invented. That's true, probably. So you have Silent Cal, Calvin Coolidge. Um, his net worth is less than a million dollars. His dad was a prosperous farmer and storekeeper, um, but Cal spent five years as an attorney and then almost two decades in public office. Uh, he was the governor of Massachusetts, and he got most of his wealth from his home, which was called the Beaches. Yeah. And Coolidge is actually the first president to uh, start writing autobiographies. Uh, he got a big advance from his autobiography, and he did have a newspaper column as well. But I think, I think every president from Coolidge forward, except for JFK, uh, wrote an autobiography. So that's kind of an interesting fact. But uh, back to Coolidge, he, he didn't have a lot of money, Less than a million dollars. Oh, man. Poor guy. I know. So it, it should be a lesson for anyone who's running for public office, especially if you're president, write an autobiography. That's right. As gonna, you're going to do well by doing that. You could even write and, it before you're president. So therefore, then you have something to look back at. Yeah. Like a scrapbook. Yeah. <laughs> so you got Herbert Hoover, right? He made a lot of money from that dam, I'm sure. I'm sure he did. Yeah. Crazy dam. But anyway, he was raised by his uncle, who was a doctor. And he made a fortune because he was a mining company executive. And for 17 years, he's like, boom, hello, large salary. <laughs> and he had extensive holdings in mining companies. Yeah, and... The interesting thing about Hoover is that he had a, a fair amount of money. Uh, he's valued at about $75 million. But he actually, his whole presidential salary, he just donated it to charity. They, you know, He was required to take the the money, but he didn't need it, so he gave it away. Um, what a guy. So that's kind of a cool thing about Hoover. Yeah. 
So Franklin Delano Roosevelt, $60 million. You know, I thought he would be valued at more than $60 million. Well, I think, I mean, I think he spent a lot of his life in, uh, in public service. He didn't have a lot of businesses or anything like that. Yeah, he had an, an 800-acre estate called Springwood, and he had properties in Georgia, Maine, and New York. But in 1919, his mother had to bail him out of financial difficulty. And so after he had that bust, he spent most of his adult life in public service, which is awesome to do if you don't have very much money. <laughs> well, it's kind of funny that uh, 1919... He's like, Mom, I'm out of money. And in 1933, <laughs> you know, 14 years later, he's like, hey, I'm the president. <laughs> Check me out. And Ma's sitting back and going, that's my boy. Yeah. Uh, when are you going to pay me back, Freddie D? Or Franklin D? <laughs> Ooh, Frankie D. Frankie D. There we go. So we got a Roosevelt in office, and then he dies, and Harry S. Truman takes over the presidency, his net worth, I had no idea, was less than a million dollars. He was a haberdasher in Missouri and nearly went bankrupt. Yeah, I mean, he's in Washington, D.C. for 18 years. And during that time, he's not making a whole lot of money. He does put back some of his salary from being the president. But um, overall, he doesn't die a wealthy man. He um, has a little money in the bank, but yeah, like Jason said, less than a million dollars, which for the president, as we've seen, is about the lowest you can be. Yeah. So Dwight D. Eisenhower, he's valued at $8 million, and none of his wealth was inherited. He spent the majority of his career in the military, and he was the president of Columbia um University, you know, was it not Columbia University at that point? Uh, I'm not sure if it was university or or what, but yeah, not the country. I get what you're saying. Yeah, the school, the Ivy <laughs> League school, New York, yeah. and he had a large farm near Gettysburg, Pennsylvania. Have uh, I feel like I was either on a tour or a self guided tour or something in Gettysburg. They talk a ton about Dwight. That's like the place to go. Yeah, well, for, for sure. For Eisenhower fans, yeah. I mean, if you're, of course, Civil War buff, also. Right. Let's talk about JFK, Jason. This is probably a very good example of a family that's like, you know what? We look out for each other. <laughs> you're in the club. Yeah. So he didn't officially inherit his dad's fortune. But the family estate was worth nearly $1 billion. And so he's got all of the benefit of that. And, hey, he married an oil heiress. Right. Yeah, and so JFK's dad was actually, you know how they make those, like Forbes makes the list of the top 10 most wealthy people in America and all that kind of thing. His dad would have been on those lists near the top. Not the top, but near the top. And, uh, I mean, he just generational wealth over and over and over is kind of the key here. And then he's also the first chairman of the SEC, and um, they have a huge trust that's been set up for years. And, you know, 
they have a lot of money. So JFK, no exact dollar amount, but if you could like measure money and intrinsic value, uh, <laughs> he's got a lot of money. Yeah, he's he's not hurting. No. Now, uh, LBJ, Lyndon Baines Johnson, yeah. $98 million. I had no idea that he was that wealthy. You'd think he could have got better hair for $98 million. Uh, it's pretty slick. Yeah, I know. But uh, <laughs> when he was a boy, his dad lost all of the family's money. But over time... He accumulated 1,500 acres in Texas, and his house was called the Texas White House. Interesting. Uh, he, uh, Lyndon, and his uh, wife, they owned a television station. They owned a radio station. They had a bunch of other kind of properties and everything. They had private aircraft. They had livestock. Pretty much when you hear talk, someone talking about diversifying your funds and your portfolio, uh, LBJ had it down. Yeah. Now, if you're coming from relatively meager means <laughs> growing up, uh, do what Richard Nixon did. So not a lot of money early on. And he's basically a public servant. He's the senator from California. But he is making all kinds of of money because he was doing interviews with David Frost and he's getting all kinds of book advances. He's got this townhouse in New York. He sells it to the Syrian ambassador to the U.S. And he's got this huge house in New Jersey and he's got real estate in California and Florida. Hey, Jason, while we're on Nixon, someone gave us a positive review but then in the commented that we were too biased when we talked about Nixon. And we, we give a little bit of commentary, but we try to stay pretty much just, oh, here's the facts. And you know sometimes we laugh about stuff. But I didn't know there was any controversy about Nixon. <laughs> so how could we be uh, I, biased? I don't know. I'm not really sure on that. And I'm wondering which way we were biased. Right, yeah. Were we too easy on him or too hard on him? Yeah, I don't think we called him Tricky Dick or anything. No. We did make a lot of I'm not a crook jokes, but... That goes with that. I mean, that goes with the territory. Yeah, we're equal, equal. <laughs> we're equal opportunity offenders, I guess. I guess. But if you're gonna say we're biased, let us know which way we're biased, so we can swing all the way the other way. <laughs> that's what that's what good podcast hosts do. <laughs> hey, uh, Gerald Ford, uh, about seven million dollars is what he comes in at. No inheritance. He's pretty much in public service his whole life. Man, if I could go into public service and be and come out with seven million dollars, it's a pretty good deal. But That's uh, not bad at all. he has a bunch of different properties, and um, his his money came after he left the White House. Um, pretty much book advances after that point, a million bucks a year, and uh, you know that's that's a substantial amount of money. Yeah, not bad at all. So, Jimmy Carter, $7 million. He's actually the son of a prominent Georgia businessman. And we all know that he was a peanut farmer. There's a song about that. Is there? There is. Jimmy Carter, Carter? was a peanut farmer. That's really pretty much the whole thing. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> wow, you just sang a whole song? Well, no, no, no. It's way more than that. But they say that a lot. Oh. So, his dad dies and 
Jimmy does not get very much of his father's fortune. And actually, he and Rosalind live in subsidized housing for a year. He's the only president to have ever done that. Yeah, that's that probably took a bit, bit of a hit to the ego. Yeah, I think so. Uh, again, he left office in debt, but then he starts signing a bunch of book deals and um, looks like to date they have about 30 books combined between the two of them. Whoa. So, yeah, that's impressive. Um, hey, just beat cancer, by the way. I know. Go, Jimmy. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, and Jimmy Carter owns a bunch of uh, property with his family and everything in Georgia. So that's a little bit Very of money cool. there, too. And then his successor, uh, valued at $13 million, Ronald Reagan. He had no inheritance, but he did pretty well. He married up with his first wife. Um, she had a good bit of money, uh, Jane Wyman. Um, and then, of course, he was an actor for over two decades. And he acquired some real estate, including a 688-acre property near Santa Barbara. Yeah, and if you don't know anything about Santa Barbara, that's some pretty uh, valuable property out there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he also got paid for his autobiography, which was probably a heap of money because, as we've talked about, he's a very polarizing president. Uh, well, I guess everybody's kind of a polarizing president, but I think Reagan is an extreme example of polarizing. So people who love him most definitely bought his autobiography. And then he was a GE spokesman as well. Uh, so, you know, 13 million bucks in the bank. Yeah. So uh, George Herbert Walker Bush, valued at $23 million. And we've talked about his dad before, Prescott Bush, who was a Connecticut senator, and he was pretty successful in business. You know, George H.W. Bush made just a few. No, he made quite a number of successful investments. And one of his major assets is his over 100-acre estate in Kennebunkport, Maine. Yeah, they say the property was worth over $2 million. Um, and this was like 26 years ago. And now it's worth over $5 million. So considering the fact that we went through a bit of a real estate crisis in the United States, um, that's not a bad gain. Not bad at all. All right, now we get into some crazy amounts of money. I mean, we already kind of have, but crazy current amounts of money, I suppose I should say, because <laughs> these numbers are very much so. Uh, this is not only the actual amount they had, but also what they have now in 2016 dollars. So uh, Bill Clinton coming up next. Bill Clinton actually valued at about $70 million. He gets none of it in inheritance. I had no idea that he had $70 million. Well, the craziest part about Bill Clinton, uh, well, <laughs> no, I don't know you're going to go there, but <laughs> <laughs> the craziest part about the money thing with Bill Clinton is that he pretty much doesn't earn a whole lot of money during all his years in public service. He, you know, he's the governor, then he's the president, and neither one of those, I mean, they pay more than I make, but neither one of them are terribly high-paying jobs. But then when he leaves the White House, he just like starts speaking everywhere, and he wrote his book, and uh, maybe a couple books, 
um, and just starts like people are like throwing money in his yard and he's just raking it up um, with the rake, you know, like leaves. So he yes. starts pulling in a lot of money. We we even have some hard numbers here. It looks like. Yeah, and I mean, his wife. You know who she is, Hillary. Oh, I had no idea that they were related. Get, yeah, get this. Okay, she had to file a financial disclosure, right, with uh-uh. the FEC. In just one month in 2014, Bill Clinton, so because they're joint assets, he earned more than $1.9 million for just six speeches. Yeah, that's that's a lot. Uh, I mean, by anybody's standards, that's a fair amount of money. Uh, back in 2005, he wrote the book My Life and got a $15 million advance on that. And you have to imagine he's getting some royalties as well. So there's yeah. that. It's crazy. He was paid a half a million dollars to speak in London to uh, Bank of America. So he, whoever his agent is, Bravo. Yeah. Good job. You're doing a good job. I wonder if the president has to have an agent. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, Bill Clinton, worth a lot of money, but crazily enough, not worth much when he was in office. Yeah. Other than the fact, you know, he's the president and everything. Right. Yeah. So George W. Bush, a lot of us know that, uh, He's the son of George H.W. Bush, so he's got some money there. Mm-hmm. But he is valued at $35 million. He, for a while, uh, was a was an owner of the Texas Rangers and cashed in there. Yeah, about $15 million. Uh, back in 1998, he sold them off, or at least sold his interest in the team. And then... Again, while in office, didn't earn a whole lot of money, but earned some. And since he's left office, uh, close to $30 million in speaking fees and uh, got about $7 million for Decision Points, his memoirs. And, yeah, he he did a biography uh, of his father that's you know, probably continuing to rake in a lot of money as well. Yeah. And uh, he's buying all kinds of nice places, including an 8,500-square-foot house in an upscale Dallas neighborhood, uh, which is now worth about $2.6 million. Crazy. And that brings us to Barack Obama, our current president, valued at about $7 million, and that can fluctuate, obviously, day to day since he's still in office, but... Uh, the president right now gets about $400,000 a year as a salary, which sounds like a lot of money, but when you consider he's the president, you know, probably isn't a whole lot of money. Yeah, and he's making some good money uh, off of uh, books that he has written, um, The Audacity of Hope and Dreams from My Father. He's earning, uh, you know, upwards of a half a million dollars in royalties uh, every year off of those. Um, he is paying off a house right now uh, in Chicago, which is worth uh, between half a million and a million dollars. And yeah, he's got a place to go when he's out of office later this Well, not later this year, but early next year. Yeah. Well, I mean, 
he's probably racking up lots of money because it's not like he's paying rent right now, right? Oh, man. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> I wonder what rent would be on the Lincoln bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sure it's pretty affordable. Yeah. Well, hey, everybody, we hope you enjoyed just, I mean, hopefully that wasn't boring, just hearing about all the different presidents and kind of the the stuff they got into and the stuff they got out of and the bankruptcy they went into and the wealth that they're in. And, yeah, it, we thought it was fun, and uh, it's always something that's kind of a cool uh, tidbit to hear, for me at least. Yeah, and let us know if you like these uh, episodes where we go through each president. This was a little different for our format, so love to hear your feedback good bad and different and don't forget we really appreciate your star rating and review in itunes so if you could head over there it'll take about what 60 seconds of your time one minute sure and um, it really does make our day when you see those reviews come in absolutely thanks everybody uh we will talk to you next time see ya